the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley talks about the promises of God that offer hope in the face of economic turmoil that's all around us. The Christ that created you, the Christ that redeemed you, cares for you, and He is going to provide for you. He is not going to let you down. My God, Paul says, shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Some things you want may never take place, but it says, my God shall supply all your needs. A woman with her children waits to receive a box of food at the food bank. The local church receives regular requests for help. Families must rely on the support of relatives and friends. And according to a survey in May of 2020, at least 13% of U.S. adults lost a job or received a major reduction in paid work hours due to the COVID-19 outbreak. And the big question on pretty much everyone's mind is, how do we get through this? Where can we find hope? Today, Pastor Mark Findlay offers an eternal perspective concerning this fiscal crisis. The message is titled, How to Survive the Economic Collapse. More on that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Findlay. Mark has spent more than 40 years in Christian ministry and has preached 17 series televised throughout the world, with his sermons translated into more than 50 languages. Today, Pastor Mark is beginning a two-part message that's in response to the fiscal crisis that we're facing right now and points us to those financial principles from God's Word, the Bible, that encourages us to reevaluate our priorities. His lesson is called, How to Survive the Economic Collapse. Now, if you have to leave early, the entire message we're about to present is available for your listening at the website, hopelives 365 Com. The keys to our peace of mind and well-being in this difficult struggle confronting us goes far beyond here and now. Today, on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark explains what it is that will give us a proper perspective. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. We're just beginning to experience the long-term effects of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. The short-term consequences, of course, were thousands of people dead, hundreds more sick, and they were bad enough. But there are significant additional factors or consequences that society now faces. The economic impact is hitting families with full force. Some of the unemployed during the crisis are now going back to work, but yet Many of them have been living paycheck to paycheck, and they are facing severe shortages financially. 
Credit card bills are high. They wonder how to pay them. Some people are struggling to pay their rent. Others have car payments or other payments to make. The entire world economy is on extremely shaky footing. And many economists are wondering how long this is going to last. Will it last a year, two years, three years? Many businesses have been forced to shut down as the result of the lockdown. Some of them will reopen under tremendous financial difficulties, and others of them may never reopen at all. Now, the poor and the underprivileged are going to suffer the most. Since they're dependent on daily funds that they make from their working that particular day, daily wages, they have no savings accounts, they're going to be unable to provide even the essentials of life. Now, obviously, governments have a responsibility to provide for their peoples, but what about personally? How do you, how do you personally deal with these economic issues? The Bible presents eternal financial principles that make sense. It reveals financial secrets that the world does not know. It encourages us to reevaluate our priorities, to seek the eternal rather than the earthly. God's word leads us to make investments that will pay off in the long run. Now, here are three eternal principles from Scripture. When you get these in your brain, whether you have much or little, you will rejoice in God. Whether you have wealth or poverty, you will learn to be at peace where you are. Principle number one, accept the eternal truth that Christ is the creator of this world and he is the owner of everything in it and we are stewards. Now David's words about God. In Psalm 50, David writes at a time of unusual need, three eternal financial principles at a time of pandemic when we are experiencing financial reverse. Number one, Psalm 50, verse 10 to 12. God speaking to David, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on 10,000 hills are mine. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine. God speaks. He is the creator of the world. The world indeed is his. Psalm 104, verse 24 and 25. David responds to God's ownership of the world. David responds to the fact that God is the owner of this world. We're looking at Psalm 104, verse 24 and verse 25. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you made them all. The earth... Don't miss this. The earth is what? What is it? Full of your possessions. This great and wide sea in which are innumerable teeming things, living things, small and great. I love that phrase. The earth is full of your possessions. Why is this earth's God's? It's his because of twofold. First, God created the world. When Adam and Eve sinned, they lost dominion. Satan became the prince of the power of this world. Jesus speaks about that in John 12. 
Satan became the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, and uh, they lost dominion. When Christ died on the cross of Calvary, he redeemed this world back. So this world is twice Christ's. He created it and he redeemed it. We find that in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. The first financial principle that the world does not know or understand is that God is the creator of the world. God is the redeemer of the world. Everything in this world is his. We are never owners. We are always stewards. We'll talk about that as we go on. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine. So notice, verse 1, fear not, says the Lord, I've created you. He formed you. Fear not, second reason of fear not, for I indeed have redeemed you. God's the true owner of the world by creation and by redemption. Everything we have is a gift of grace. We are stewards of goods entrusted to us by God. We are Christ's. He created us. The world is his. He made it in the first place. He shed his blood to redeem it. Now, understanding this concept that Christ created us and Christ redeemed us, that makes all the difference. What we have is not our own. All the possessions of this world are His. Pastor Mark Findlay reminding us that the earth and all that is in it belongs to God and we are just stewards. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. A helpful point of view as we deal with the day-to-day struggles is to remember that Jesus had promised to return for us. And we have a small book on that subject from Pastor Chris Holland, who is the Associate Director here at Hope Lives 365. It's called Hope for a Helpless Planet, about how Jesus will come again and how we can be ready to meet him. Ask for the book, Hope for a Helpless Planet. It's yours in return for a gift of any amount to this ministry. You may give online or by calling us. The phone number is 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-4673. And the website is hopelives365.com. This quick reminder that you can hear this presentation, the entire presentation unedited from Pastor Mark by going to our website. For a nominal fee, you can also download the audio file, How to Survive the Economic Collapse. Look for that in the radio archives at hopelives365.com. And coming up, Pastor Mark shares that No matter what the hardships we face in life, God is with us, watching over us. The Christ that created you, the Christ that redeemed you, cares for you, and He is going to provide for you. He is not going to let you down. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a little while, I'll share details about a valuable resource that we know you'll love having in your home, a hardcover reference book that addresses a wide range of topics with the help of biblical passages called What the Bible Says About. 
Stay with us for more about that. And up next, Pastor Mark Finley reminds us that it's God who is our provider and our sustainer. All that we have comes from Him. He owns it all, and we're simply stewards of His possessions here on earth. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. There are two passages in the Bible that especially begin with the word remember. The first, of course, is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So we remember that all time is sacred to God. It's not that we keep the Sabbath on the seventh day and do what we want the rest of our time. Keeping the Sabbath is an acknowledgement that all time is God's. But the second remember is all material things are God's. Notice Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. So when we keep the Sabbath, we remember that all time is God's. When we're faithful in our tithe and offerings, we remember not that the 90% is ours, we can spend whatever we want after the tithe, but that all possessions come from God. Remember that it is the Lord your God that gives you what? What's that next word? Power or ability to get wealth. The talents we have to make money, whatever those talents are, come from God. He is the one who opens doors of opportunity for us to be able to survive economically. He is our provider. He is our sustainer. He is our supporter. What we have is a gift of grace, and we can never forget that. He's our creator. He's our redeemer. Everything we have is his because he created us and he redeems us. Now, if we are not owners, how does the Bible describe who we are? 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says this. Moreover, it is required. Notice not, it's nice if it happens. It is required in stewards to be found faithful. So I am not an owner. I am a what, everybody? You got it. I'm not an owner. I am a steward. Now, what is a steward? A steward is one who manages another's property another's finances, another's affairs. So if I understand that I'm a steward of God and the economy crashes and I have to reevaluate my priorities and I, I have to get along with what I have, as difficult as that is, I recognize that I'm not an owner. I recognize that I am a steward. I recognize that although I will do everything I can to improve my economic condition for myself and my family, that I need not be stressed out, frustrated, anxious, worried, because I know that everything I have is a gift of God, and one day Christ is going to come and redeem me, and I'm going to live in a land of plenty and abundance where there is no economic privation. Now, Godfrey Davis wrote a biography of the Duke of Wellington. He said, I found an old account, an old ledger, that showed how the Duke spent his money. It was far better a clue to what he thought was really important than reading letters or speeches. Let me ask you this. If after you died, somebody got your credit account records to write a biography of you, what would those credit card records show? What would they show about where you placed your priorities? How we handle money reveals much about the depth of our commitment to Christ. That's why Jesus talks so much about money. Now, he wasn't a fundraiser, 
But one-sixth of the Gospels, including one of every three parables, talks or touches on stewardship. Now look, principle number one. Here is the first financial secret that the world does not know. I am a steward. Everything I have is a gift of God's grace. Principle number one. Jesus created me. Jesus redeemed me. The world is his, and he entrusts me with some gifts of grace possessions as I go through this world. Here is the second principle. The second principle is this. Believe that the Christ that created you, the Christ that redeemed you, cares for you, and he is going to provide for you. He is not going to let you down. All the riches in heaven Back up the promises of God. A pandemic does not wipe out those promises. Look here. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Second principle. Believe that Christ created you and redeemed you. He cares for you. He is going to provide for you. Philippians 4 verse 19. And my God, Paul says, shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, it doesn't say my God's going to supply all your wants. Some things you want may never take place. But it says my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You know, years ago when we used to travel a great deal, I would always exchange my money that I was going to take when I was going to Europe earlier on in my traveling evangelistic ministry. And I would exchange it for traveler's checks. We don't use traveler's checks as much anymore, but those traveler's checks were backed up by the Bank of America around the world. If you lost the traveler's checks, you had the numbers so you could replace them. Very easy replacement. Because if somebody stole your cash, you couldn't replace it. So it always take traveler's checks. So I'd take a few hundred dollars of traveler's checks, and you sign the traveler's check at the bank. Then there's a place on the bottom when you give the traveler's check to the merchant, say for $100, you have to sign it there. The merchant accepts it because it's backed up by the riches of the Bank of America. But I have got good news for you. Philippians 4.19 is a traveler's check on the road of life that is backed up not by the Bank of America, but by all the riches in glory. Here, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, my God shall supply what? All your need according to what? His riches in glory. Do you believe that, my brother? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, here's this second financial principle. The second financial principle is the Christ that created you, the Christ that redeemed you, cares for you, and he'll meet your need. Matthew chapter 6, we're looking there at verse 31. Jesus says, therefore, do not worry. Out of work, do not worry. Don't be over anxious. Jesus says, do not worry, saying, what do we eat? What do we drink? What do we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Now, don't misunderstand me. Worry is an emotion that is natural when you're going through a crisis. So there's nothing wrong to have the emotion of worry. What becomes problematic is when worry becomes crippling, when when your anxiety is like a noose around your neck, 
strangling your life. So the emotion of worry is going to come upon all of us at times. But we focus not on the emotion of worry, but we focus on the promises of God. And the promises of God are the antidote for that worry. So we look at verse 31. Don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles, that's the heathen seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. If he knows that we have need of all these things, what's his promise in Philippians 4.19? I shall supply all your need. Now notice, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. How many of these things? All these things. So seek you what first? If I place the kingdom of God first in my priority list, first in my prayers, first in my Bible study, first in my giving, if that is my priority, God says, I will take care of you. Pastor Mark Findlay with reassuring words of God's provision from his treasure house that holds all the riches and glory. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark Finley is back in a moment. But first, let me mention uh, the valuable resource that we'd like to share as a thank you for your significant gift to the ministry of Hope Lives 365 right at this time. I'm referring to Pastor Mark's 530-page hardcover book, What the Bible Says About. This comprehensive study guide provides Bible readings covering most any biblical question that you might have, including what the Bible has to say about the great controversy between good and evil, the judgment, and a changed life. For a generous gift of $50 or more, you can request your copy of this large volume by Pastor Mark Findlay, What the Bible Says About. Get in touch today by going online to hopelives365.com or by making your donation and request for the book when you call us at 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. Now remember, you can listen to this message in its entirety once again by visiting our website, hopelives365.com. Just look for the title, How to Survive the Economic Collapse. The very essence of Christian life is trust that the living Christ will fulfill his promise to meet our needs. In a few moments, Pastor Mark will close out today's program on Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Pastor Mark Finley to emphasize to us that God is always faithful to his word. Always want to assure you that a pandemic does not eradicate the promises of God, of God's eternal word. The coronavirus need not cause us a crisis of confidence in God's ability to solve our problems or provide for our needs. Matthew 6.33, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The very essence of Christian life is trust. It's trusting God with our finances, trusting God with our health, trusting God with our very lives. It is faith that the living Christ who has provided salvation through his grace and power and through his Holy Spirit will fulfill his promise to meet our needs. When we trust, it gives God the opportunity to work a miracle. 
When we trust, it gives God the opportunity to do the extraordinary. When we trust, it gives God the opportunity to fulfill his promise in Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do what? To do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Pastor Mark Finley closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with that reminder that our God is greater than anything that we might be facing. We hope you'll join us next time as Mark concludes this message, part two on how to survive the economic collapse on the next Hope Lives 365.